And we're back. MMA Log Talk. Episode number, what are we at, 13 now? It is definitely episode 13, August 23rd, 2022. Tuesday of the first off week from the UFC that we've had in months. Just uh, pull up. How many consecutive events were just coming off of right now? Because I felt like it was like eight between eight and ten straight events that we had um over just as many weeks. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve straight weekends back to back to back to back to back events that stretches us all the way to june 4th uh yeah june 4th was actually the weekend that i got married (laughs) or at least got to celebrate my marriage uh but yeah june 4th volkov versus rosenstruck we had ufc 275 we had hair versus emmett after that sarukian versus gamrot followed by 276 adesanya versus cannonier Followed by Dos Anjos versus Fiziev. Followed by Ortega versus Rodriguez. Followed by Blades versus Aspinall. That felt like it was last month, right? Followed by 277. Followed by Santos versus Hill. Followed by Vera versus Cruz. And then capped off with UFC 278. So 12 straight weekends of events that we were in the midst of here. My math is off somehow. I'm pretty sure. So the last weekend we actually had off was May 28th. Talk about three months ago, guys. That's crazy. As a content creator, as a guy that researches fights every week, now we're adding in contender series as well. I am more than happy to have finally gotten a week off. Now, that doesn't mean the work stops because for anybody that was on the Patreon, you'll notice that I dropped four breakdowns for the best bets and props article for UFC Paris. So keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on that. I'll be... Trying to wrap that up by Thursday or Friday, but I want to sneak in the following contender series breakdowns as well. So that might come into play probably on Thursday or Friday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, but it's also also great for me to really get even further ahead of schedule with the tape index, which is what I'm going to be spending time on over the next couple of days as well. Switching between tape index updates and studying, that's pretty much what's going to be taking up the bulk of my time over the next couple of weeks. But as soon as the wife gets home, you know, it's pretty much leisure time. It's pretty much chilling with the wife. You know what I mean? I got to take advantage of those weeks to really hang out with the family rather than always being cooped up in the studio of mine and just breaking down fights and doing content. So we need time to ourselves as well as content creators. I was kind of looking through the schedule with uh, some of the guys in the Discord earlier today, and I noticed that, yes, we do have a weekend off here, but... After three straight events, we're going to have Gon versus Tuivasa, which is obviously UFC Paris in the next event. That is followed up by UFC 279, Chimaya versus Diaz. And that's followed up and capped off with Sanhagen versus Song because we got three straight events. Then we got another week off. Then we return August 1st for Dern versus Yan Xiaonan. Then the UFC is giving us another week off. So between this week all the way up to October 15th, we have three weekends off from the UFC which is kind of weird, right? We're so just so used to all these consecutive weeks of events, right? Eight straight weekends, 10 straight weekends, 12 straight weekends. But now it seems like the UFC is starting to fizzle off a bit uh, near the ending of this 2022 calendar year. I believe they've had, what is it, 590 minus 618 or 618 minus 590. That's what, 28 events. We've had 28 events this year in the UFC. Uh, and we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 more scheduled to close out the year. So that's going to be, what, 39 events in total. They might try to squeak another one in because the last one I'm seeing on the scheduled events, at least due to, uh, according to Wikipedia, is UFC 282 on December 10th, which goes down in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the only matchup right now announced for that seems to be Robbie Lawler versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Not a bad fight to have there 
All right, let's see what the chat is saying because as you guys obviously know, that's what this stream is all about. Lodge One Dream already in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Real News MMA. Always love seeing you in the chat, my brother. Lodge One Dream saying Michael Johnson fighting Marty Casey in December. That is correct. He's actually having that fight scheduled. Uh, my guy, Newsom shared that information with me. He actually does uh, manage or at least helps manage Mark D. Casey and runs a gym with him as well over there in England. Uh, but he told me about that earlier today. Fun fight. Is Mark D. Wanda Casey going to show up again or did he try to go out there and strike with Michael Johnson who likely has the faster hand? So very interested to see how that fight plans out. Not to mention, interested to see how that line starts to shake out as well. Lajuan Dream saying, whatever happened to Kevin Holland fight news, he said he was going to announce at the end of last week. What I'm thinking is they were trying to, you know, have him go up against Tony Ferguson and he may have tried to renegotiate his contract considering that he's taken the fight on short notice and taking on a name in Tony Ferguson as well. So uh, maybe they couldn't come to an agreement. Maybe Lee Jingliang was like, hey, I'll do it for the contract that I'm on right now and I don't care that it's short notice. Give me the fight. Maybe that's what it is. Rexley in the chat. Rexley, I got to show you this. This goddamn shirt has been sitting on my mic stand table ever since I got back from Vegas a year ago. I've seen you three times since then, and I've still yet to give it to you. I promise you it's still in that <laughs> that uh, wrapper, and it will stay there until I see you next time, which may be next week. I'm going to hit you up in regards to that. John in the chat, appreciate you stopping by. You're a G as well, my friend, for showing the love as you always do. Papa Chuck saying, hell yeah, episode 13. Shout out to one of my favorite Maple Leafs players of all time, Matt Sundin, number 13. Nathan Petrus saying, got Victoria plus 200. What do you think? Value spot right there? I don't. I like, uh, I like Robert Whitaker quite a lot in that spot. You know, I do think that he uh, pretty much has Vittori covered everywhere there. The only way Vittori wins that fight, in my opinion, is if he is able to get off on more volume than Robert, but I kind of don't think that's going to end up happening here. Um, yeah, I like. I personally don't mind the chalk on Robert Whitaker myself. He doesn't have KO power to worry about. He doesn't have you know, wrestling to worry about. He has Vittori covered in both those spots. It comes down to, can Vittori throw more punches than Robert Whitaker? That might be the difference maker, but with him being so slow and plotting, I'd be surprised if he's able to land as often on Robert Whitaker in this spot. JSJ23 saying, how many weeks in a row have you hit the lock when I play crazy streak? That is correct. We have stayed pretty consistent in terms of hitting lock when I plays, and the main reason being sticking with money line plays. Sticking with straight plays. Let's see here. Um, uh, when was the last lock of the night loss? Last lock of the night loss, July 9th. Saeed Ramagameda versus Douglas Silva DeAndrade under two and a half. I had four units there. That comes crashing down. I believe since then, I don't think I've missed a lock of the night play. I skipped on Long Island in terms of having a lock of the night play there, but I had Volkan Uzdemir against Paul Craig, UFC London, July 23rd, that hit. UFC 277, July 30th, Brandon Moreno, five units, hits against Guy Car France. That feels like it was two weeks ago. Easy. Uh, five units on Brian Battle against Takashi Sato, August 6th, that hits. Five units on Martin Budai against Lucas Przeski on August 13th. I probably should have lost, but I'm happy we ended up on the right side there because I'm sure one of those split decisions will come back and bite me in the butt soon enough. And then four units on Victor Altamoreno last week. That ends up hitting. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to have a lock of the night play for UFC Paris. Still got to get through a bunch of the, the fights. The only one that I'm kind of leaning on and might take the shot on is Robert Whitaker, but not sure if I'll actually do it. Tammy Goodtree in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. Lajon Dream saying, I thought it was 12. It was. It was 12. There you go. What's good? Appreciate Rick the Ruler stopping by. Bofu on the beat on the chat. Wonderboy versus Shadcat confirmed. I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but good God, why do they keep doing my boy Wonderboy like that? Stop putting him up against grapplers. We know that he can't do it anymore. 
Thomas Kane's saying, what do you know about this Taylor Lapalus guy on paper? He looks like he's run through Kylie Taha. I would love to break down that fight for you, but that fight has been canceled. Taylor Lapalus, unfortunately, pulling out. He used to fight in the UFC, had a rough skit, if I'm not mistaken, uh, took over the TKO scene up here in Montreal. But uh, yeah, that fight is not taking place. So we're going to have to wait a little bit to see Taylor Lapalus get back into the UFC. Lajuan Dream saying, seven years ago today, Max Holloway and Charles Oliveira fought in Saskatoon, and it was on a Sunday. How often does that happen? Imagine the magnitude of that fight today, right? That was a weird fight as well, where Charles like had like a neck spasm or some shit, and ended up, that fight ended up, uh, you know, not going too long. Uh, and yeah, it was weird that it was on a Sunday as well. Shakara in the chat, same rapper, so finally happy, so happy to finally catch you live. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Elijah Dream saying, and no way in hell would. Well, that was weird as hell. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell happened there. But uh, it seems like my internet just glitched on me for a second there. But we are back. Maybe it was bringing up this question from Elijah on Dream that fucked me up. <laughs> but we back. We back. We back. Um, Nathan Petrus saying Buckley plus 200 as well. I actually finished just taping that fight. Um, I, lean, I lean Imovov there, but I, I do think the line is a little bit wide. Uh, but I, you know, I know this street that Buckley's on is impressive. Three, no pulled off and upstairs and a couple of them as well. Most notably that Albert derive fight. But like, I think derive is starting to become, or at least starting to get exposed as not being as great of a fighter as a lot of people thought he was myself included. Right. I had him as a lock and then I play against, uh, Roman Kopilov in his UFC debut, you know, dodged a bullet there, uh, you know, similar to a Martin Budai type of decision, although he probably deserved the decision, but it was a very, very close fight. I stayed off him in the Buckley fight, and then we see him obviously get finished there. But, like, I, I think Imovov is a much tougher threat, right? I think he'll do a good job in terms of keeping Buckley at bay, um, keeping him on the outside. Um, you know, I don't think Buckley can really refer to wrestling here uh, to – to get the win because like that might be the kryptonite in Imovov's game. That's why I bet Ina Heinish against Imovov so heavily, but Imovov did a good job in terms of keeping that fight upright. You know, Buckley did land five takedowns against Al Hassan, but let's look at the quality of those takedowns, right? He's shooting when Al Hassan is overextending on his big punches. He's shooting when Al Hassan is dead tired and getting those takedowns. Not to mention Al Hassan had a big third round of his own getting takedowns and controlling Buckley uh, in his own right. So, I like Imovov, but I won't be paying that chalk on him. I don't think so. And I'll say this. I, I'm going to be very careful in terms of where I'd be, you know, parlaying stuff now. Because Kamar Usman, you know, I never thought I'd, I'd lose a parlay due to Kamar Usman. Yeah, here we are after losing a parlay on Kamar Usman. So I'll likely, in terms of official bets, I'll likely be staying off parlays as, as much as I can. Even this next weekend, right? Zero gone seems to be a lock of the year, but it's going to be tough to play him at minus 600 or even parlay him in that spot. So rather than taking super chalk and parlaying these guys, <clears throat> I'll look to potentially uh, see if there's a prop that I could take advantage of. But even then, like, I just want to stick to my bread and butter, and that is clearly straight picks, uh, straight picks and straight bets. 
GSJ23 saying, if you had to generate the most possible pay-per-view, guys, with the fighters on the current roster, what main and Coleman event would you book? Uh, I think without a doubt, you got to do, like, given where everything is at right now, um, main event, Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal, Coleman event, John Jones versus Stipe. Done. Or John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. But like, given where we're at with everything right now, right? It's tough to sell us on John Jones getting an immediate title shot because he's been out of the cage for so long, and we really got to see what he looks like at heavyweight. And not to mention Francis Francis Ngannou is probably out of the game for a little bit because of his knee injury. So, Stephen versus Jones seems to be the way to go. Uh, Nathan saying Buckley looks strong, throwing bombs, looking sharp lately. We'll see. Going to go back, watch some more of his fights. Uh, again, I think it's you got to be careful, right? Don't get caught into the the recency bias of it. Get caught, like look at the Antonio Hoyo fight, right? I believe that was the first fight that started this winning streak of his. But he lost that first round just fighting at range and not being able to close that distance, and then eventually was able to close that distance in the third round and get him out of there. But that was also due to a Hoyo slowing down. Imovov seems to have a solid gas tank. Imovov seems to be the better striker than Ohio, and he should be able to keep this fight at range and continue to do with what uh, Ohio was able to do as well. Again, I don't want to talk anybody off of taking a plus 200 shot, but still. Lazarus Dream saying there's been line movement on Charles Islam already. Wonder if Charles will end up as the favorite come fight time. A lot of hype on him, but deservedly so. I don't know if this is the guy that you guys... I don't know. I, I personally will be looking to take violence in that fight. I don't really have too much else that I want to take a shot on there. Expedia family said, don't forget the September 3rd card. Yes, sir. Sansons Boulevard, appreciate you stopping by. As always, another regular in the chat. True, true shot. Another one as well saying, Marquez versus Ron win on December 17th. Is that December 17th? Because then that means that December 10th is no longer the last fight of the year. Um, let's see here real quick. And it's 17th. Not bad. Sanson saying any thoughts on Rise versus DJ this Friday? Not really. You know, I just haven't paid enough attention to truly give you guys something proper. Um, closer line than last time, though, right? I think DJ's at minus 150 this time. Lost on Dream saying, damn, Kevin Holland versus Tony Ferguson would have been sick. Right there, which is, well, Buffalo on the beat thinks Leach is going to murk poor Tony. Absolutely possible. Not the type of guy you want to come back to after such a brutal knockout loss as well. GSJ saying, I've placed five of you each on Whitaker and Imovov. You can't go wrong with either as the lock of the night. They are the two that I'm leaning on. But I'm not sure if I'll be able to get to the betting window to do that as well. West Coast saying Holland versus Wonderboy is the fight. That's the fight they should have done, for sure. Coach Shelton saying, I'm talking to Wonderboy tomorrow, so we'll see what he has to say. Shafka fight makes zero sense. I hope you convince him not to take that fight. <laughs> Huge lose-lose there for him, in my opinion. JSJ saying, how big of a star would Demetrius Johnson be if he went on his run starting in 2022? I don't, again, people will still find this fights boring, in my opinion. I don't think he'd be that big of a star. I don't think it would change anything, honestly. Lazarus Dream saying, yeah, the Charles and Max fight was an esophagus injury finish. That was weird. Jeff K, yes, it was frozen. Hope it is all good now. Apologies for that. Uh, Federico or Federico Perillo saying any long shot props for Dana White contender series tonight. Um, just as a reminder, the bets that I'm actually making, like official bets that I make, uh, for this are I got one unit on Michael Parkin, Parkin at plus 215. He's down to about plus 160 now, so some solid CLV there. Um, I do also have one unit on Cameron Simon, got him at plus 200. He's trending around plus 175 now. And then I have the under two and a half in the Gomez and Amanda fight. That's up to about minus 140. I got minus 120 on that. In terms of a favorite prop, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with, uh, well, you can kind of go wrong with it. Obviously, I think she ends up losing. But uh, Amanda buys submission around plus 400, not 
bad. I think that's an absolutely possible win condition for her here. Um, Simon by decision at plus 500. I don't see, you know, that being too off either. I do think it wins by decision, but that could absolutely be a firefight as well. Fajera by KO, but that's only a plus 130. Darius Flowers is absolutely live to get a finish of his own here. And I wouldn't rule out submission considering his uh, BJJ background. That's currently sitting at plus 1,400. I like fight doesn't go to decision and under two and a half there most. But I, I do think that Gogo Lodz ends up winning that fight. And Michael Parkin by submission plus 1,200, plus 1,500. Possible as well. In my opinion, is the better ground game and he's the better top pressure fighter. The question is, will he go for submissions or TKO? I think he's more so leaning on the TKO here, which is at plus 300. But I'm not going to rule out submission either. Hopefully that answers your question, Federico. The real study in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. UFC betting experiencing. Any thoughts on Marais versus Johnson too? I just quickly spoke about it. No strong thoughts. Apologies, my friend. Sanson saying initial thoughts on Hooker versus Poilus at 281. Seems like a weird matchup for Hooker to take. He just needs to fight somebody that's not going to have big knockout power. And that is Claudio Poyas, right? He just has to worry about his legs, getting heel hooked. That seems to be Poyas's calling card. But um, I think that this is a good fight for Hooker to get back on track. My question is, what weight class is this fight taking place at? He's still going to be killing himself to go back down to 145 pounds? Featherweight belt, going back to 145. Going to be tough. Maybe Poyas just goes into apeshit mode like Arnold Allen did and just gets him out of there with big punches. I lean hooker there, but I'd be I'd be worried about his durability. JSA saying early thoughts on Garbrandt. Garbrandt should knock him out. But if he's like, you know, I'd probably play him if he was around minus 150, minus 200. But, like, if he's anything worse than that, I'll probably stay away because he does have some serious um, durability issues. And, yeah, yeah, BJJ guy, but he throws nothing but heat on the feet. So if he catches Garbrandt with something, maybe he gets it. West Coast saying, I want Ty to win. I don't think that's going to happen. As my guy Robert Cello says here, Ty's going to get pieced up so bad. There you go. Dorio started saying, random thought, UFC 300. Lesnar returns against DC one night only they owe us. Well, that, that card, I think, is about two years away. I don't think they get Lesnar back in there, honestly, though. Jay saying early thoughts on Blanchfield versus McCann. Who are they trying to build up here? Blanchfield runs through McCann. No doubt about it. I'm just hoping that the hype on McCann gives us a good enough line on Blanchfield. MMA Asphalt saying, fight you're most looking forward to tonight. I'm, I'm excited to see Gogoladze. Um, I'm leaning on... I like the Simon and Josh Wang Kim fight. That's the fight that I'm looking forward to most there. Obviously, you have an underdog play on Simon, but still, I think that is a great fight. I think both guys will eventually be in the UFC. Um, but that's the fight that I'm most excited about. I think the most exciting fight could end up being Google Adze versus Flowers, though. Flowers has been talking some shit. <laughs> Marcus Williams in the chat, repping the Nubian bookstore hat as well. Shout out to my guy for hooking me up with that when I saw him down in Vegas last year when we went together to go watch the that fight right there. Cannoneer versus Gaslam. Marcus Williams saying, how do you decide on betting straight versus parlays? I steal from Rob Usman. Parley was a solid play, even though Usman got caught in the last minute. Um, well, first, you're already getting a great line on Marab, right? You probably should have just played Marab straight up at that point. If I'm not mistaken, he's around minus 120, minus 130. Like, you're getting solid return, especially considering how much money you put down. Just betting Marab there probably would have been the best way to go. Um, but yeah, Usman, you know, I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar with Usman as well. Uh, how do I decide? It, it really comes down to my confidence, right? Like, I think I am going to start moving away from the parlays as much, even in surefire spots like that. For... You know, official bets, like big money bets, like I'd probably stay away with, from them and I'd probably just look to bet straight bets. 
even if you're betting a straight up to, you know, minus 250, if you feel good enough about it, I, I don't mind it. I would reserve like chalky parlays for like degenerate parlays, right? Nothing crazy, no big money, long shot parlays. That's pretty much you should be reserving them for. But like for long-term success, I think just betting money line would be the way to go. DeCarico saying, uh, sorry, Robert Chow saying DeCarico is a lock of the night, in my opinion. Big words, man. I think Kopilov has a loud bark for a, as an underdog. I think Kopilov is, is legit, honestly. JSJ saying, Aldo apparently retiring. If you had to book a farewell fight, would, who would it be? Gotta be Dominic Cruz. Gotta be Cruz. I would love to see that. Sansense Boulevard saying, wish Cruz didn't get KO'd so they could do Aldo Bru- Aldo Cruz in Brazil is Frankie Stone intending on fighting maybe do Aldo versus Edgar in Brazil there's no need to do Aldo Edgar you know we've seen that fight twice already I really don't care to see it at this point in time you know if they're cool with letting Cruz come back in January I think that's when they're going back down to Brazil do Aldo Cruz in Brazil I think both guys will be down for it Federico Perillo saying thanks man good luck tonight enjoy the fights for tuning in I will be and good luck to you as well Sanson saying hooker fight is that lightweight. I saw, according to uh, Wikipedia, it's at featherweight. If it is that lightweight, I'm cool with that as well. I, th- I swear Claudio Poyas is a featherweight. I could be off on that. Let me just quickly pull it up here. Yeah, Poyas' last fight was at 155. So this fight is at fi- 55 after all. <clears throat> at 55 a little i feel a little bit better about hooker but man this guy's eaten so much goddamn damage over the last couple of years it's gonna be tough to have true confidence in him even against a guy like claudia Poyas. papa chuck saying i see a gone win i just don't believe ty will connect i also think that ty can't make it five rounds with gone i like three four five finish for gone i agree uh, I'd actually be even looking at the submission prop, right? Ty has been caught in sub- submissions and gone if he wants to stay away from that big power of Ty. Let's try to get this fight to the ground and try to pull off a submission like he has against Hafkel Pessoa, like he has against Dantel Mays. I don't think Ty has much off of his back, so that could be a path to victory for gone as well. Don't tab podcast saying Aldo McGregor retirement fight. It'd be great to see, but I just don't think that's going to end up being uh, the spot. I don't think that McGregor would take that fight. McGregor should be fighting Masvidal. That is the fight. No other fight should be talked about between those two guys other than them fighting each other. JSJ saying, biggest holy shit UFC moment in your personal experience. Gotta be the Usman Edwards one, right? That's the one that comes to uh, comes to mind for sure. Um, other big holy shit moments. Man, there's there's not a lot that you know really. Uh, fuck, in terms of fights that I was live for, gotta be Aldo McGregor one. Now that we're talking about Aldo McGregor, right? I really think that that was, um, you know, thirteen seconds. Like, it's one thing that McGregor won, but the fact that he won in thirteen seconds had me speechless. Like, I remember being in the crowd that night, and just taking in the atmosphere, but like, literally had no words as McGregor chinned him that night. Crazy night. Lajon Dream saying, no UFC this weekend, so use my $5 free, de- free bet on a super DJ parlay for tonight. Hopefully it cashes. Who do you have on it? I'll let you know how I feel. MMA Asphalt saying, Kiriko is coming off getting knocked out by the first shot in his last fight. No way is he a lock. Good chance with Roman Komolov back against the wall and an opponent willing to bang. I think that Kopilov is the better striker as well. So, yeah, I'll likely be taking a an underdog shot on Kopilov here. Might have to get on it sooner because I think as people start, you know, shifting their eyes to UFC Paris, we might get some Kopilov love. I'll look to finish up that tape later this evening just to take advantage of that. But right now he is sitting at yeah, plus 100, plus 105. So money already coming in on Kopilov. So probably after I hop off this live stream with you guys, I'm going to be looking to, uh, to tape study that to just make sure I dot my eyes and cross my T's and then possibly put into play on Roman Kopilov there. Don't pod, don't tab podcast is uh, saying dreaming with all the McGregor retirement fight. I'd love to see it. 
GSJ saying Hunter has one fight left on his deal. Who would you give him? Uh, man, I think they would fucking cut him if I'm not being, you know, if I'm being honest. Um, two of fibers, low level two of fibers. Who do we have sitting there? UFC light heavyweight current roster. Let's see. List of current UFC fighters. I wish it would. Oh, as of October 2020. So not great. Let's see here. Um, who is a low-level light heavyweight that we could give to Harry Hunsucker? I'd say Carlos Olberg if he was still on the, the roster, right? Why not Harry Hunsucker against Ihor Pretoria? Fuck it. Give Pretoria a win to get back into the win column. There you go. Um, Nathan saying the Yuri round five sub was well. That was definitely a holy shit moment. Good call. Lajon Dream saying I actually lost all your predictions at the end of the contender series breakdown video. It's gonna be it's gonna be iffy. Like I do have two underdog plays in that spot, and I'm hoping I go at least one for two on them so I can end up with profit there. But if you end up hitting every single spot there, good luck, my friend. You're probably getting some damn good odds on it too, considering the underdogs that I picked there. Oh, he did uh, not to mention, not just pick them, but pick them by how I think they're going to win. So Gomez inside the distance, Simon by decision, Fajeda by inside the distance, Gogoladze inside the distance, and Parkin inside the distance. How much does that pay, man? Five bucks, you're probably netting a, you know, a couple hundred bucks right there. True shot saying, I think Kopalov is just bad. Is he, though? He looks solid, even in that loss against Derive. You know, the, the Carl Robertson fight, I'm going to count that as an anomaly. The kid looks good. Robert Charles was saying that was as fluke as it gets. Kopalov has no power and Alessio uh, doesn't get knocked out often. Kopalov doesn't have power. Interesting. I think he does. Federico Perillo saying Masvidal Askren and Zombie and Yair are some other holy shit moments. Good cause there. Yeah. The Yair Zombie one was the craziest, right? Last second. Insane. Jess Jay saying what weekly MMA podcast shows do you tune into? Uh, there isn't any, you know, like I'll listen to the MMA hour every now and then because I got love for my guy, Ariel, but I don't digest much other MMA content. One, I don't have the time for, and two, when I do have time to not do anything MMA related, I'm just listening to a comedy podcast. Like I have YouTube premium, so I download a bunch of the podcasts I want to listen. Like I kind of create a queue for myself and then I just go through them. But like, th this is what I currently have on my downloaded queued up list ready to go. Um uh the fight companion again I'm not a big Brendan Schaub fan myself but I don't mind some of the content that he puts out when he's with other guys. I won't listen to Schaub solo never. It usually depends on the guest that he has. Fighting the kid I love Callan so I'll always listen to that. But like he did a fight companion with Burke Kreischer and Matt Mitrione for bare knuckle. I haven't listened to that yet. He did the fight companion with uh, Bradley Martin, Mitrione, and Sam Tripoli for 278. Still haven't listened to that. Uh, Two Bears, One Cave. Flagrant. Bad Friends. Congratulations. Shout out to my babies. Uh, more Flagrant. Congratulations. Fighter and the Kid. This past weekend, the Yovan just had Bobby Leon, so I'm going to be listening to that. Scissor Brothers. <laughs> uh, you know, Stevie Weeby and Jeremiah. Um, cats after dark shout out to my guy nick davis who actually bets mma but love me some cats love king in the sting as well or king in the sting in the wing now um yeah those are the main podcasts that i listen to all comedy stuff real news saying sam alvey one last one <laughs> there we go sam alvey against harry Onsucker. why the fuck not that'll be great west coast saying aldo should have gotten an immediate rematch look at all the instant rematches today Absolutely. It is crazy that the UFC didn't give him an immediate rematch. Absolutely crazy, but that just goes to show the power that Conor McGregor has.
Lajon Dream saying Yuri round five sub was plus 20,000. Makes sense. Lajon Dream saying, wish I sprinkled that. How would you have known though, right? If that's the case, you might as well just fucking just sprinkle all the crazy props that people don't think that's going to happen, right? Another one that comes to mind is uh, Jermaine Durandamy submitting Juliana Pena in round three of their fight. Funny enough, I think I played as a degenerate play. I played uh, Juliana Pena by sub. And then I remember when I was making that bet, I accidentally clicked GDR by sub, but I didn't make the bet. Like before I hit accept bet, I looked at him like, oh shit, not GDR by sub. GDR by sub, come on. She's not going to sub Juliana Pena. And I wish I made that mistake now. <laughs> I don't remember what the odds were, but that was hilarious. Robert Chella is saying, plus the takedowns are always there. He got robbed against Zach Cummins, robbed against Kevin Holland brutally. Uh, I, I don't think the takedowns will come as easily. I think Kopilov will definitely be showing up that part of it. Again, close fight as the odds obviously indicate, but I'm going to be taking the dog shot on on Kopilov if I like what I see after running the tape later. JSJ saying, Hansaka versus Villanueva can open any pay-per-view. It'd be great if Villanueva was still in the UFC. I believe he started his BKFC career already. Lajuan Dream saying, waiting for Kobe, Cody to drop the PRP to Taylor too. See if he can come through with that. Marcus Williams saying, holy shit, moments I saw live was Masvidal versus Askren and Derek Lewis versus Volkov. Watching on TV, Yair versus Zombie. I had 500 on Zombie. Ouch. What a rough way to lose your bet there. MMA locker room in the chat saying, I'm taking Wood plus 120 UFC Paris. I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. BP saying, who Derns do after she beats Yan Jianan? Do you agree she beats Jianan? She should. You know, I'm not as confident in it as I initially was. You know, I said, look what Carlos Esparza did to Yan, but look at Carlos Esparza's wrestling compared to Dern's wrestling. If Dern can get this to the ground, yes, she finishes Yan. I would rather play Dern via sub than I would Dern money line. Possibly, are there even odds out for it? I feel like there are. Oh, no odds yet. I'd probably play violence in that fight, honestly. TKO Xiaonan or Dern sub. Lajon Dream saying that prop parlay for contender series tonight. Five bucks to win eight fifty. Jeez, the wheeze. Lajon Dream saying would have saved the five dollar free bet for an actual UFC event, but fuck it, we'll get another one next week for Paris anyway. There you go. Just Jay saying, would you have Yanni the Greek on your show? I have in the past. That is my dude. And a lot, I know a lot of people like to hate on him on the Twitter timelines and all that stuff. I refrain from it. I, you know, I have nothing but respect and love for the dude. The guy has his own way of capping fights, which is more statistic-based and, and numbers-based. That's his style. You know, it works a lot more for team sports than it does MMA, and that's why I think people continue to rag on him. But the guy's heart is in the right place, in my opinion. I don't mind Yanni the Greek. I really don't. And again, I had him on my show way back in the day with uh, Nick Likas and James Krause. Big, big show that I had that night. But yes, I would love to have Yanni on. Lajon Dream saying, that's like me with the 2K content. I haven't watched... Been watching a ton lately, just been consuming all MMA content. There you go. Nick Sisson saying, if Tui Vasa gets over plus 600, I think I'll be forced to put a sprinkle. And I think I like A Perez. What do you think? I haven't taped studied her yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about her. Uh, she's currently, I think she's a hefty favorite, right? Um, Elin Perez, minus 240 favorite against Zara Farron. I'm not big on Zara Farron, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't take a lot for me to be swayed by Aileen Perez. So I'm going to run that tape first before I give you my thoughts on it. I'll also say about Tuivasa, no need to, you know, wait to get plus 600 on him money line because you'll probably get that on his KO, which is more than likely his win condition in this spot. Go for it. Justin Villegas saying, two bears, one cave. You nasty. I am nasty. BP saying, Yuri beats Glover in December, January. Maybe, but violence is probably the spot there, right? Capper Tracker saying Simon and Aguilar will come through tonight. I hope so, because I am on the Simon side myself. Nathan saying hoping Simon gets it done. I like that as well. Um, Elijah on Dream saying that's why I sprinkle both Usman and Edwards on five stuff at plus 10,000. Let's try to sprinkle K instead. Only about $1. There you go. JSJ saying, are you attending any cards live before the end of the year? 
probably not, but I do have my uh, eyes on the MSG card. Let's see if I can make it down there. Capra Tracker saying Wang, not that great. I think he's solid, but I think he has a stiff test of it ahead of him here. And I thought the odds were way off when I was able to get Simon at plus 200. Justin Villegas saying, now they're title talk if Diaz beats Shemayev crazy as well. Nate Diaz always treated like he a decent female fighter in a shitty division. Um, hey, if Chimaev wins, he's like he gets the title shot, right? But I think that we're getting everything pushed back a little bit now because of um, because of Usman losing, right? Usman is more than deserving of getting an immediate title shot, so I think that's what's going to happen. What they should do is whoever wins the Chimaev and Diaz fight should fight Colby Covington, and that should be the number one contender for you guys right there. Sorry, below. <laughs> Street Guru in the chat saying, thank you for introducing me to Prediction Strike. It seems like a very cool premise. Where's your investing strategy? I feel like buying those Dagestarians and having Diamond Hands is the way. Um, I lean, well, you can do it short-term or long-term, right? If you like long-term, look for prospects right now that are cheap and try to invest in them and try to, you know, just hold on to them for a long time. Or short-term, it's just doing it week to week, right? As soon as the fighter gets announced a winner, their, you know, their price rises right uh, immediately. If you sell at that that top point, you'll be able to get some profits, and then that's why you see the lines drop immediately after that. Um, I'll be honest; it is not legal where I am right now in Canada, so I'm not able to fully go ball balls to the wall with it. I do have an account that I had Clint uh, make up for me, so I've been able to use that for the purpose of our shows. But uh, once they open up in Canada, I'll be looking to feel it out a little bit more and try to invest into it a little bit more too. So I heard that they're looking for the end of the year to open up in more countries rather than just the U.S. Nathan Petra is saying, I'd sprinkle Tui Vas over plus 700 for sure, but won't probably won't be able to touch gun. I agree. Again, just wait for the KO prop to drop because you'll likely get around that number for it. Lajon Dream saying, imagine if Ty does KO Gan. Oh my goodness. That would be a holy shit moment for sure. <laughs> uh, my guy, I'm in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by as always. Backstab of 47 saying, what line would you set for a matchup between Jalen Turner and Guram Kuta Taladze? Good question there. Um, I think they would make Guram the slight favorite there. I'd say maybe minus 150, girl, minus 130, girl. But Jalen has been looking unstoppable. The question is, what does he look like when he gets grinded on? Didn't look good against Matt Frivola, but he has definitely improved much more since that Matt Frivola fight. But I'd probably say minus 150, girl. Don't tap saying Fizzy of Gaethje is exciting. I'm sure you guys touched on that. Is that fight announced? Because I have not touched on that at all. I must have missed it if that's the fight that actually got announced. Tammy saying, what about Ian Parker? Hey, I've been trying to line up my guy Ian Parker for a while now, but I think the man is just super busy, you know, since even before he made it onto ESP and I've been trying to line it up, but the man's super busy. He's my dude. I'll always have the invitation to him, but uh, I'm not sure how much more content he can actually do considering what his schedule is like at this time. Marcus Williams saying, I love the minus 130 line for Sean Brady being below that UFC 280. Got a tape study that as well, but uh, I do lean Sean Brady myself. Lajuan Dream saying, why don't they put Yanni on some of the UFC events instead of just contender series? That has to be the hardest to bet. Um, well, they do. They do UFC on the line on Fight Pass, right? He doesn't do it live like he does with contender series, but he does, uh, you know, they do the best bets. They, they, has, they have a bunch of Yanni content on uh, on UFC Fight Pass, but they don't, don't do it like contender series. Jake Fagan saying Yanni the Greek is a goon. That man is paid to give losing picks to the public. That is untrue. Absolutely untrue. GSJ saying, does Caesar Gracie's comments change your mind on Nick Diaz? He said he had a neck injury that stopped him from having any proper camp for Lawler, hence the weight issue. I, I just think Nick, it's the, the sport has far surpassed Nick at this point in time. I don't want to see the guy fight any further. Let's just leave it at that. Lajuan Dream saying, I'm surprised the line is a bit wider on Bilal than Brady. Hey, I've heard some love for Bilal. You know, a lot of people kind of discrediting Brady even after he beat Michael Chiesa. But I got to go back and watch that fight because I don't truly remember how that one went down. Lajuan Dream saying, I saw Nick and Nate just competed in a triathlon this weekend. Unfortunately, that does not 
allow them to be punched in the face, which is what something I think Nick is not going to enjoy. True shot saying, I think they'll put a Jones card on December 30th. That would be great. It'd be awesome if they can actually get him on the card. Fucking just get him in the cage already. We're approaching three years since the last time we saw him in the cage. Not a good look. Justin Villegas saying, I had to leave to pick up my girl up second round. Edward Usman had one best finish, and I went home, saw a highlight, but not the same. I go everywhere next day, everyone talking about it except me. Ouch. Sanson's Boulevard saying, Yanni is fine, but his voice drives me crazy. I imagine the producers cringe having him on the broadcast. <laughs> uh, is what it is. JSJ saying, how did you get to know Cody Staftik? Um, we worked on a regional show up here in Southern Ontario almost 10 years ago. You know, uh, the owner of that promotion, I actually worked at his MMA gym, but he had another company that he was running on the side. Well, not on the side, actually. That other company was his main squeeze. And his office was actually in the Fight Network offices. And um, that's where Cody Saftik works. So, you know, he got hooked up with a lot of go those guys there. And whenever I would come to the office to hang out with the guy, Cody would be there as well. Then he obviously brought on Cody to help out with the show. And then he actually got Cody to be the matchmaker for the second show that we did. So me and Cody have been boys since 10 plus years now. I didn't even know he was doing, you know, bookie beatdown at that time, right? Um, I wasn't that much into the betting space 10 years ago. I was fully immersed in the MMA world, but not so much on the betting side. You know, I was making like small parlays and stuff, but it wasn't anything that I took seriously at all. Um, yeah, me and, my, me, and my boy, me and my boy, Cody, go way back. And again, he lives like 20 minutes away from me, not to mention. Uh, Large One Dreams saying, I hope we get DK Sportsbook here soon. Uh, yeah, thankfully we have it in Ontario. You guys got to get her over there in Manitoba. Nathan saying Blaw's run might end against Brady. That is absolutely possible. Justin Villegas saying I'm upset. Michelle Pereira is getting lost in title contention, given the best already, except a decent wrestler. But everyone else is fine, even if they got a weapon, bring it. No wrestlers. Michelle Pereira will never win a title, nor will he ever get a title shot. Lajon Dream saying, I watch every other line. Was just thinking they give him the hardest show to bet on live. Yeah, that's true. The guy keeps getting shit on it too. Feel bad for him. GSJ saying, excited to see Tony Ferguson at 170. I don't think that we're going to get much of a run out of him there though. Let's be honest. Guy's 38 years old. You know, half a year away from being... Uh, from possibly being knocked out, or sorry, from from being uh, thirty nine years old, I do think he eventually gets knocked out by Li Jingliang, though. Marcus Williams saying, "Who are your top two leading candidates for male fighter and female fighter of the year?" Well, got to be Alexander Volkanovsky now, especially with, um, especially with Usman just losing this last fight. Female fighter of the year probably going to end up going to Amanda Nunes, maybe Shevchenko. Maybe Carla. You know, if Carla is able to go out there and get the win against Wiley Zhang or, uh, later this year, she probably takes home female fighter of the year. But male will likely be Alexander Volkanovsky. Lajon Dream saying, yeah, Nick didn't look in great shape, but maybe this will be the start of him getting back in shape. It's hard to truly say that he's going to be getting back in shape and ready to make any sort of run considering that he's 39 years old. I think we got to let go of Nick Diaz at this point in time. Don't tap saying uh, in the works apparently for Fizzy and Gaethje. Fire fight if that actually gets put together. And I think Fizzy deserves it, right? Big one in his last fight against Rafael Dos Anjos. Only bigger things coming up for him. Atkins Zulheyer saying, hey, do you have any predictions for Contender Series tonight? Yes, I did do a podcast last night for it. So if you want to check that out for my full thoughts on the card, uh, you can check that out. But in terms of just quick predictions for you, I'll go with I'll let you know what that is. I'm going Parkin over Neves, Gogoladze over Flowers, Fajero over Aguilar, Simon over Wang Kim, and Gomez over Amanda. GC Hammer Time saying, doesn't it seem like Tony is back quick? It does. It is a quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. JSJ saying, uh, does Masvidal Ferguson interest you better than feeding him to young killers? Masvidal could probably start him too, though. That's the unfortunate part. I want to see Masvidal versus McGregor. That's the fight that should happen at 170 pounds. Ferguson, 
you know, do Ferguson Nate Diaz. That would have been a great fight. You know, Ferguson versus who else is wild at that weight class? Michelle Pereira, fuck it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not so enthused having Ferguson come back so quickly after getting starched the way that he did. Lazarus Dream saying some comments don't show up for me in the chat. Weird. Very weird. Jackson Mizzou saying probably too quick for Tony. I would have liked to see him take another four to five, four to six months off. I agree with you there as well. David Nero saying, how do you see Carla doing against Wiley? As Carla's very low put and Wiley throws a ton of punches. Comes down to the takedowns, right? Really comes down to the wrestling game. And I'd be interested to see if Wiley Zhang is going to be looking to go back to fight ready for this camp. Work on that wrestling because she's definitely going to get wrestled here. Not to mention, you know, she did get taken down quite a lot against uh, Rose Namajunas. Just pull off the UFC stats there again. But uh, yeah, Rose landed two takedowns. She went two of two on takedowns and got seven minutes of control time. Carla could absolutely do that. So, you know, the, the lean is Wiley Zhang there, but Esparza is definitely live. If the line is too far out of whack, I might have to take a small poke on Carla Esparza. Oh, they already have lines released. Minus 345 for Zhang, plus 265 for Carla Esparza. Carla, you know, honestly, Carla probably gets torched on the feet, but the way I'd be looking to attack that is Zhang by KO. Give me Zhang by KO rather than that heavy chalk. And then Carla possibly by decision. Uh, Lajon Dream saying Tony was training at Jackson Wink. That is not a good look, especially not in 2022. Justin saying uh, Jing Liang is going to destroy Ferguson. Maybe Ferguson versus Mandy Palm gets him back on track. You are a savage man. JSJ saying while he was getting put on her back by Rose, as far as I was live there, I agree. GC saying any chance we see Leon defend against McGregor or someone else before Usman makes a turnaround and comes back for his rematch clause? I don't think there's a rematch clause that he has to commit to. I think it's just that he deserves to have a rematch, man. First ever loss in the UFC. You know, has this 16 or 15 fight winning streak broken? Of course he deserves a rematch. But there is a possibility that Leon could defend against, uh, you know, maybe Jorge Masvidal because of the, the, the fucking backstory there. Um, I'd be surprised if it's McGregor. I'd be super surprised if it's McGregor. Nick Sisson saying, I love Tony, but he does not need to be fighting anybody. He's too tough and too dumb for his own safety. Couldn't have said it better myself, Nick Sisson. Papa Chuck saying, uh, oh, there you go. I'm giving him some pointers on the live chat there. JSJ saying, on paper, is Edwards the best chance for Connor to be a three-division champ since he beat Eddie Alvarez? It's possible. Good point. I didn't even think about it that way, but I really hope that they don't give McGregor the shot. West Coast, uh, sorry, you guys got that. Jacksonville Zoe saying, I have a feeling that Carla title reign is going to be a short one. I do think she gets starched on the feet, but should that fight go deeper, she is definitely live. Just Jay saying, what former great gyms have a bad rep now, in your opinion? Obviously, Jackson Wink. Uh, Rufus Sport, which I don't think he was, is even around anymore, right? I saw the Pettis brothers opened up their own gym. You know, Gerald Mearshar, former Rufus guy down at Sanford, if I'm not mistaken, or Kilcliffe FC. Um, Christian Rodriguez joined forces with Fight Ready MMA. So I heard uh, Rufus Sport has either, you know, completely dissipated or just has a horrible reputation right now. But, um, yeah, those are the two that come to mind. I'm trying to think of other gyms that kind of have bad reputations now. I wouldn't say AKA has a bad reputation, but they're definitely not talked about as much now as when, you know, DC and Velasquez and Rockhold were at the top of their game. Elijah on Dream saying, what's the biggest odds of a parlay you hit? Um, I don't recall, but I know the biggest parlay I've, I ever hit was 500 to win 18,000, which was last year. Trying to produce that once again, but it's definitely harder than it looks. 
Justin Villegas saying, like PFL, Old Bellator, let's add some good lightweight and welterweight fighters for a UFC tournament. Winner fights Connor, and obviously we'll get paid for that as well. I wouldn't mind a, tor- a tournament format, but uh, I don't know if that's the prize that everybody won't want. Lazron Dream saying, Trevor Whitman having a rough year after an amazing 2021. That is true, right? Usman loses, Gaethje loses, Rose loses. Not a good look. JSJ saying, is TriStar still regarded as an elite gym? Probably not. That might be another one that doesn't have as great of a reputation anymore, right? Lazaron Dream saying, wonder why he was smiling when Leon got the belt too. Kind of weird, but maybe he just was happy for the guy in good sportsmanship. That, and also I think he was just in disbelief of what happened. Sometimes you just smile. Don't tap podcasting. Stotts is at Extreme and training with Yanez in Texas. That's a good matchup there. Or at least pairing for uh, for some trainers. Nick Sisson saying McGregor does not deserve a shot at any title. He needs to win a couple of fights to earn his way back. None of that special diva treatment. I agree with the first part of that statement, right? He he does not deserve a shot at the title. I agree. But given his name value, given how much of a star he is, he may only need one more to get a title shot again. He's not going to be one of those guys that has to fight three, four fights before he gets a title shot again. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I agree with you. I think he should have to win two, three, four more fights to get a title shot again. But it's McGregor. You know, he's not going to waste his time fighting just nobody's and not looking for a title. Lazaron Dream saying, do you remember who you had in that parlay? It was a multi-event parlay. Um, let's see if I can... Pulling up here. Um, here it is. Uh, Jalen Bates. So it was a Bellator, PFL, and UFC mix. It was Jalen Bates uh, to beat... Cody Matthews, that cash is minus 550. Soren Bach to beat Bobby Lee, that cash is at minus 310. Liz Carmouche to beat Kana Watanabe, that cash is at minus 250. Uh, Valentin Moldovsky to beat Timothy Johnson, minus 280, that cash is. Hennan Ferreira, minus 600 to beat Carl Sumantalfa, cash is. Antti Delia, minus 450 against Chandler Cole, easy win. Larissa Pacheco, minus 800. Against Elena Koleznik, easy win. Bruno Capaloza, minus 280 against Mohamed Deris, easy win. Dennis Goldsov, minus 340 against Brandon Sales, easy win. Uh, Kayla Harrison, minus 3,000 against Cindy Dandwa. Uh, Cyril Ghan, minus 160 against uh, Alexander Volkov. Charles Rosa, minus 175 against Justin Janes. And then uh, Burn, sorry, Herbert, Jai Herbert and Hanato Moikano under two and a half, minus 150. I think that was all of it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 fight parlay. There you guys go. Got to recreate one of those, but thanks to PFL, I was able to hit that. A lot of chalk. A lot of chalk. GSJ saying, who are we booking Shogun? Who up against? I want to just bring up my guy, Jacksonville Zoe here. Please, no more Shogun fights. Please retire. That's exactly what I would say as well. Lodron Dream saying, apparently Tyson Pedro wants the Shogun rematch. Just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Uh, Wakis. In the chat saying, greetings from Dominican Republic by G. Give me your confident two to three pick parlay for next fight night, bro. Uh, I still haven't finished taping it as of yet, but like just pre-tape, I would say, I'm assuming you're talking about the UFC Paris card. Uh, Gone, Whitaker, and I guess Imovov. Still so many fights for me to research though, so we shall see. 
Lost on Dream Singh, Chandler Cole was in PFL. Damn, that dude was on top this season and hit a nasty spinning kick. Yeah, he was. It looked very bad. <laughs> uh, JSJ saying, how many pay-per-view buys do you think Jones versus Stipe does? That should hit a million. Should hit a million. All right, we pretty much hit an hour here. Let me just take these last couple questions that I'm going to get out of here as well. Uh, again, Contender Streets at 8 o'clock tonight. If you haven't seen my breakdowns for it, it is posted already on my YouTube. So make sure you guys go check out that episode if you haven't already. And then I'll be back tomorrow again for another episode of the MMA Lock Talk. But let's see here. Um, David Nardo is asking, how do you think Kayla would do in the UFC? Yeah, she seems pretty much to dominate PFL for her weight. I think she'd, you know, get pretty high. You know, she has a huge strength advantage over a lot of her opponents. That's kind of what's allowing her to win her fights, as well as her skill set. She has a solid skill set. So I think she'd make it pretty far. Probably gets a title shot. Lajon Dream saying Kayla's next fight is against Pacheco. Could be interesting. Pacheco on a been on a roll, but Kayla also beat her in her last two finals. Yes. Pacheco is not going to get past Kayla. It's unfortunate. JSJ saying, is Clinton odds maker now? Would you ever do it? I would not do odds making as I just don't have the time to do it. But I think Clint was just doing it for that one specific show they, that he had to deal with. Corey Epo reminding you guys, hit that like on the way out. All right. I'm gone. You know, sitting in this chair is really making my back hurt, honestly. So I really got to go stretch out a little bit. Um, going to be jumping right back into the UFC Paris breakdowns. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Good luck on Contender Series tonight. We can talk about it all tomorrow. Hopefully, if Cameron Simon and Michael Parkin coming through, it'll be a great night for your boy. Good luck tonight, folks, and I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Peace.